Good morning. I want to start off by asking you to do a mental exercise. I'm going to ask you to picture something. Please don't overthink it. You don't have time for pros and cons. It's not going to come true anyways. I just want you to have a picture in your mind. What's the first thing that comes to you when I ask? What is it like for you to visualize the place or the setting that grants you the most relaxation, happiness, completeness? Go. Go ahead and spend a few seconds. I'll bring you back to order. Go ahead and share with someone. And if you're away from someone, reach out. Share with someone. We don't want to hear your narrative or why. Just share the place or the setting. What's your place? Amen. Thank you. Oh, we're back here now. Yay. I want you to remember what it's like to be able to receive a question or a prompt. And you could actually do it. There's, there's, there's an ability from you to bring an image to your memory, to your thoughts. And if we had the time, you could expound with your neighbor. You could speak of it. So with that in mind, I want to talk with you and share with you one portion of Matthew 13. Matthew chapter 13 in the New Testament, that one chapter has eight short stories, also known as parables. And parables are fiction stories that reveal true, accurate, factual life lesson. So it's fictional in the sense it didn't actually happen. It's not a literal or historical, but it is absolutely true in its content, in its substance, in its life lesson. Eight short stories or parables. First one, the parable of the sower. Second one, weeds among the wheat. Third parable, mustard seed. The fourth parable, the parable of the yeast. Next one, of the treasure hidden in a field. Six is the fine pearl. Seventh, the net thrown into the sea. And the last one has something to do with the new and an old treasure found. Eight short stories. 
Most of those eight, if you were to review, will notice there's a phrase that is said more than once. The kingdom of heaven is like, and then it fills in the blank, mustard seed, the pearl, the net, etc. Today, I want to engage your attention to Matthew 13, verses 31 through 32, and that's the parable of the mustard seed. And it reads like this. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. I'm going to show you a picture that is personal to me. It captures a way for me to interpret how the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's an image that comes to mind when that title is stated. It's become a source of strength. It's become a vocational inspiration. It holds me accountable. And it's one of the reasons I believe, I hope, and I intend to continue to grow as a lifelong disciple of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven is like I took this picture in late August 2015 that is my father and my youngest daughter neither of them are not are worldwide famous people you just met the youngest one eight nine weeks ago and you haven't met my dad Yet in their own unique way, they are to me my world. And they are a great influence in my life. And I have others, my oldest daughter and others. The little one here in the picture was yet to turn one when that picture was taken. And the oldest one in the picture was way over half a century. Two distinctive generations linked by countless experiences, a progression, growth in ways beyond age. There is a daughter in the middle of this these two generations there are other people that are not in the picture as you see it but are the fruit or the progression of the older one to the younger one while they're looking at each other for me I see how one is just starting life 
and how the other speaks of a fulfilled life preparing for the inevitable moment, which is life's mortality. A mustard seed is a small seed that can produce a large plant. In the Bible, the mustard seed is used to describe, little seed is described to have the power of faith to move what? Mountains, to move mountains. All that can happen out of a little tiny seed. It has a reference in the Word of God presenting the smallness and the normality of things, of people that can and should grow into something amazing, something meaningful, and something fulfilling. My picture is not a picture of royals living in a castle, but it is an image of seeds. It's an image of the fruit of persistence, of determination, of sacrifice, of forgiveness, of love. Someone modeling the significance of following Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives and granting it and passing it to another tiny seed. It starts with a seed. Scientists of neuroplasticity are finding that the brain grows and changes throughout our lives. This is an affirmation of the truth already in the word. The intense, scientists say, the intense repetition of a task creates new, stronger neural pathways. As a person becomes an expert or mature in a particular area, they tested it through music and sports. The areas of the brain associated with those skills actually grow. Well, then, May the practice of spiritual disciplines, maybe not as experts, but willing, committed people to surrender to God's wisdom and God's instruction, may that create in us stronger neural pathways in our brains and into our hearts. For God's seed takes root in our hearts. Scientists affirm that. Philosophers affirm that. We use different terminology. Please notice the contrast between seed and kingdom. Kingdom, seed. Too many of us, too many times, believe that 
in order to do great things, great life-lasting accomplishments, one needs to have a little bit more resources, a little bit more money, a little bit more advantage, a few more tools. If only I had one more help, I could definitely do great things. Not according to how God is saying here, seed kingdom. It starts with a seed. Rolf Waldo Emerson, philosopher, writer. Nothing great has ever been achieved without enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is not money, it's not resources. What is that? So from a philosopher's angle, same truth. I will substitute enthusiasm and I'll put the word will. It takes our will. It takes our yes. It takes our willingness to come to the one who plants the seed. And then I'll add the greatest teacher of them all. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Start small, feel small, start with God, the great one. It says to us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other may come, shall be added. But first, seek God, grow with God. It's harder. Can you imagine how long it takes for a little seed to become a great plant or tree? It takes years. It takes your lifelong journey. It's not about consumerism. It's not self-centered. It's not quick. It's not easy. It's not in vain. It is true and it is fulfilling. If you think of how Jesus exemplified this, Jesus rode a donkey. It was supposed to be a stallion. Jesus became the lamb. The king awaited with the sword, came as a baby in a manger. It's different with Jesus, with God. It's different. And it is harder, but it is true. And it is life lasting. And it's your life. And it starts with you. The picture that I've shown you was taken as a result of receiving the worst kind of phone call. My father was diagnosed with terminal cancer. My family drives up from Coral Gables to Ocala to have the talk. We take a break and Elena sits with him and I'm sitting near there clearly. My mom is fixing something, the norm, ordinary moments. David, my husband is somewhere in the couch And I capture this moment. 
and that became the last time my daughter saw their grandfather alive. Within two weeks of that picture, he went to be with the Lord. One life fulfilled and leaving us with riches of wisdom and other godly virtues to inspire us and it's alive in me and I hope and I intend to continue giving it to my family and I show it and it has become part of my story this is what got me through the worst night and I grew in strength that I never knew before and I learned so much of my peers and what it's like to be held by others I grew in faith like no other time in my life and it starts small an ordinary day hanging out that's what it's like to be part of God's family it's like a parable this is my parable and and it means so much that I have to share it first with my family to make sure she doesn't remember him other than what I tell of him it's two generations for me linked planting a seed that was planted when I was super, super small. And then you see it grow and it takes long and it takes a long time and a lot of forgiveness perhaps, but you see it grow and you can't imagine how one tiny little life is welcomed into the kingdom of God. And we are a church that believes in growth and we're part of God's kingdom and you are welcomed to grow with us and I hope that today throughout the week think of those images that captures to you today's parable for your life clearly so that if someone was to say visualize what is it like for you you can have a story ready to go just like you were able to say you wanted to be in Hawaii or home with your woman, like someone said to me. We got to get to those moments when your life's parable is someone's promise that it's going to be okay. We are a church that believes in growth. We have a, an area called growth, and, and it involves small group. Bible studies, life groups for all ages. We have congregational care. We have Stephen ministers. You see them often on Sunday mornings. These are ministries meant to help you grow. Engage. Be curious. Step forward. Lean in. What is the kingdom of heaven like? through your life's lens? How can your loved ones, your friends and dear ones and people around you witness it through your life's story? What is the title of your parable? How is your spiritual life growing? Is it? 
And can you visualize your spiritual growth in a way that elevates God, that exemplifies Jesus, and moves the Holy Spirit to propel you to grow? We invite you to communion. It's not the first Sunday of the month. But we recognized last Sunday we weren't sure of attendance considering the weather. So you are invited as ushers prepare to come forward. Come as you are. It's an open table. Everybody is welcome. It's a sacrament. And that means it's a sacred experience granted and offered and presented by Jesus. It's the ongoing seed that can be planted in your life.